Cut in early because we have got a lot of ground to cover, New Zealand. Happy New Week. Happy New Week on the 16th of October, we're middle of October. Christmas is coming, but Christmas is here when we get to witness two fantastic games of Rugby Union quarterfinals, Rugby World Cup, the theatre, the pressure, and the delivery by our magnificent All Blacks individually, collectively, universally. Wowie, what a fantastic, fantastic display they put on yesterday morning. Absolutely loved it. We'll crack into the rugby a little bit more. Uh, over the weekend, what have we seen? Um, Friday night, New Zealand beat Bangladesh in the World Cup. India beat Pakistan. And Afghanistan beat England. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. Rugby League, Australia beat Samoa 38-12. Papua New Guinea beat the Cooks 46-10. The Women's League, Jillaroos. Got over the top of a very brave Kiwi Fern 16-10. And when you remember in the World Cup last year, the Jillaroos put 50 on our Kiwi Ferns and the Kiwi Ferns had nine debutants. I think we see the benefit of having professional competition in the Women's League. Um, very, very close to that game. Fantastic. And Samoa, also in the Women's Rugby League, defeated Fiji 26-12. Paul Cole won the US Squash Open in a thrilling five-setter. Seeded four, beat the top Top seed Ali Farag, uh, controversial final set. Watch that yesterday. So a five-set win for Paul Colt. Silver Ferns went down by nine goals against the Australian Diamonds in the second test of the Constellation Cup. Very similar result to the first test. Although I think the Ferns were a little bit better. Welcome back, Grace Nwicky. And somebody won the Everest, $10 million. Holy wow. Free entry. You get one crack at it. First to 12th in the right order. One chance in 479 million and you nailed it, you good thing. $10 million tax free. Happy days. Happy days. We are going to kick off with the Rugby World Cup Hour. We have got England, Argentina, New Zealand, South Africa all through to the semis this weekend. And what a performance. We've got a lot of Rugby World Cup headline. Are you aware there's a little tune for that, Kez? Captain K in the booth. It's just like back to the future with Captain K. Let's roll. Twelve to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup headline hour on Afternoons with Staffy. Right, let's crack into it. I will let you know uh, also, I've just, just actually pre-recorded a chat with former Irish international Jamie Heaslip. We're going to play that for you tomorrow uh, because we're so chocker with everything today. Want to keep stuff fresh? Um, so, Ireland Press Conference. Andy Farrell, Johnny Sexton. If you're listening to the rugby run yesterday, we played you a few minutes of it. It was about 20 in total, so we've cut it down to sort of the four main points. Andy Farrell, first of all, he has asked, where was that game lost? Fine margins and all that, you know, getting held up over, over the line from a mall, uh, very close to, to, to the end, which could have sealed the game. You know, those those little bits are, are all over the game, aren't they? And, you know, if, buts and maybes and all that, and at the end of the day, um, uh, two good teams out there uh, playing some outstanding rugby and unfortunately for us we came out on the wrong side of the score uh, sport can be cruel sometimes I suppose that's why we uh, love it so much but um, you know what Rory uh, um, I suppose I've reflected it more um, over, over the coming days but my initial feeling is that I'm unbelievably proud of the group of how they've handled themselves not just today or through the tournament, but um, how they've handled themselves as, as, as people over the last couple of years. So that would be my overriding feeling. 
We'll hear from Johnny Sexton now as uh, he did announce his retirement, I think, that night or the next day. He sums up his journey in the green jersey. Yeah, like it's it's good, isn't it? Um, like you said, the last uh, whatever six weeks have been um, has been incredible. Uh, the support, the the way we've played, the 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 combination of both. You know, it's it's been a well, dream come true, really, for for all of us, um, and I include today as well. Um, we, I just felt they didn't have to work as hard for their tries, you know, we, we gave it was almost like we got sucker punched a couple of times, I'm not taking anything away from them, they're a quality team, and but the way we had to work for our scores and to sort of have, I suppose, the upper hand in, in a lot of parts of the game and then to concede, you know, the try that we did at the second half, but then to fight back again was, just shows the character of the of the team, they're, they're an incredible bunch really, um, so yeah, very, very proud to, to be part of it. Is Andy Farrell confident with the young core that he's got there and does he think they can push on in four years' time? A lot of our group are, are, are still learning um, and I've just said to the group um, in, in, in the changing room um, the reason that I know that they're going to keep on learning is because of this, this guy sat at the side of me here. The, the impact that he's had on the, on the rest of the team over the last four years has been amazing and um, the way that he's conducted himself as a, as a leader, um, as, a, as a rugby player and the way that he's shown the love for playing for Ireland will be, be remembered and, and connected to this group for, for many years to come. So through his example, uh, the younger guys will keep on getting better and, and striving to, to be better. There's no doubt about that. Also put to coach Andy Farrell that Ian Foster spoke earlier in the week about knockout rugby and he said you don't want to die wondering. So is it any consolation to Farrell that you didn't go out wondering? It, it, it is. I mean, if you, if you, go, out, if you go out with a, a whimper, it's, uh, it's pretty hard to take, isn't it? We, um, we deserve um, a little bit more of ourselves than that. Um, and we didn't, did we? You know, we, when New Zealand put pressure on people and, and get the, goal, the scoreboard ticking over and it was 6-0 and obviously we give three penalties away at the start of the game that give them uh, soft points there. And, and then they, they, they score next as well. And all of a sudden, you know, we've seen time and time again with, with, with this team, um, the All Blacks that is, just take the game away from people. And these guys, they kept on believing in themselves and, and rightly so because of the rugby that they're, they're, they're able to play under pressure. Um, so I'm immensely proud. I'm, I'm immensely proud of absolutely everyone that's connected with Irish rugby, to be fair. Um, the staff have been immense uh, over the last four years. Um, the players, not just in this squad, but the players that we've used in that four-year cycle have been a joy to work with. Um, and not just that, uh, the connection with the fans and, and you know, it's, it's all, it seems like it's all one big family, you know, so I'm un- unbelievably proud to be, to, to be associated with it, with it all, associated with it all. I think uh, the sad thing for us now is that for this group, it's probably the end. Obviously, it is for, for Johnny and Keith Earls, he's, he's going to retire as well, so it's... it's so things are going to change. Mick Carney, our manager, is going to is going to finish up as well. So over the next 24 hours, it's time to um, make sure that we um, get a smile back on our face as soon as we possibly can and celebrate um, what has been some unbelievable careers and what they've done for Irish rugby. So it's important to us that. I'll really miss Ireland in this World Cup. They're a look-forward-to team to watch them play. And I would have preferred we played them later on in the tournament because I thought they were a lot more deserving uh, for everything that they've achieved in the world of rugby in the last two and a half odd years. I think they've been brilliant uh, and I 100% say they can hold their hands, their heads high. And I really hope when they arrive back in Ireland, which will probably be today or tomorrow, 
I would imagine we will see film of them arriving at the airport to rapturous applause and pride. They have done so, so very well. And so to all of you Ireland supporters out there, no shame in that game whatsoever. I thought you've been brilliant for a long, long time, and particularly this World Cup. Um, they've just been brilliant. Let's have a look inside the All Blacks press conference now. We've got a lot from here. <coughs> First up, Sam Kane was asked to comment on the All Blacks supporters. When we finish the game and then look up around the crowd, you look out for the people in the All Black jerseys and you see the joy on their faces. You first look out for your family, but then when you do a lap around the stadium and see you know, people that have made the effort to support us, but we know um, you know, the beauty of social media these days is we get, we get to see a lot of the messages, we get to hear a lot of the support. Um, but hey, we'd just like to thank them first and foremost for, for that support. We feel it. and. Um, you know, we're glad we could put a smile on their face Sunday morning back home. Smiles Deluxe. Ian Foster, where does this win rank in his tenure? No, you guys keep reminding me South Africa was quite important last year. But I'm pretty happy, pretty high. Look, this is um, this is a special day for us. It's, um, we've, <coughs> excuse me, I've lost my voice because it's quite, quite loud on that box, but... Um, we're, we're, I think the world's been talking about these two quarterfinals for 12 months, even longer. And um, I guess our one and the one tomorrow night with France, South Africa is likely to be the same. And I think the, that uh, the massive games, two very proud teams, two teams that you saw them desperate to want it. And sometimes the sweetest victories are when your opponent plays really, really well and, and tests you to the limit. Um, um, we didn't want to play Ireland with two yellow cards and Ireland have got a, a, a big record of winning big games when the opposition get cards and, and they often do get cards when they play Ireland for some remote reason, I'm not sure why but it's the end of the day we, we played a lot of that game with 14 men and I couldn't be more proud of the effort of Sam and the players and, and I thought we, we looked in control of it and, and it felt good Mike on. Sam Kane now, skip up on the All Blacks defence and that 37 phases of D. Yeah, what an incredible finish to a test match. Uh, 37 phases, it's almost as long a um, period to defend that I've, I've heard of or witnessed. Um, the ability for the boys to just keep turning up for each other. I think obviously it's pretty clear that defence probably won us the test match tonight and um, you know, history shows that teams that win World Cups have a very good def- uh, are very good defensively so I um, feel like that defensive performance has been building for a wee while and um, you know, that's our, it's got to be our benchmark going forward. Text from Chris saying, hey Steph, I said last week I thought at least one or both the All Blacks in South Africa would win their matches and that's the best performance I've seen from Sam Kane in a very long time. But wow, how good was he? That's Chris Finns up. Uh, morning, Staff. I enjoyed all the quarters. Thought the All Blacks improved when Anton Leonard Brown came on and Rico moved to the wing. <laughs> Aideen. Cheers from Doug. Anton Leonard Brown played his role. Dalton Papali'i played his role. I haven't been the biggest supporter. I've never said he's a bad player. I've always thought he's a good player. He was fantastic when he came on. I know it wasn't for long. It was five minutes, but crucial tackles in those 37 phases. Well done, Dalton Papali. Got more to come from the All Blacks press conference from uh, Ian Foster, Sam Kane. We're also going to go inside the sheds uh, and hear from Tyrell Lomax, Richie Monga and others and a little touch on Fiji before the uh, hour is out. You're on Afternoons with Staffy with Staff Captain K. We're back after this. Uh, the life member has texted the show um, because he's a life member. I have to answer him. How many caps has Brodie Retallick played for the All Blacks? He's played 107. 107's eight, champion. Uh, let's get back to our All Blacks press conference. Ian Foster was asked to comment with Sam Kane sitting next to him. He was asked to comment on Sam Kane and the job the Lucys did. Yeah, we're, we've been pretty clear um, about, I guess, our strategy for a while. Um, we've, you know, I think sometimes people can forget we've had a, a number of injuries leading into this tournament that, that forced us into a few changes early on. Um, but there's no doubt in my mind about 
the combination we had. You know, I thought, um, I think Sam's made for these sort of test matches, personally. Um, they're tough test matches, he does a great job. I thought Artie was was outstanding again and put his body on the line just about every second breakdown. <laughs> and, you know, Shannon continues to bring a different style to the game. I thought he, you know, he... I thought his legs looked a little bit, he was running on empty a little bit at times. I thought he overchased one where, where Ireland scored in that first half. But again, the, the, the Lucy's played well. And it was a sort of game, a little bit stop-start in the second half, I felt. There weren't a lot of scrums. And it just meant that we were able to keep our combinations intact for deeper into this game than we perhaps planned to. And and I just because I just felt the composure of the guys was, was there and, and we were... Whilst we were had long defensive periods, I, I just I still felt we we're in control for large parts of that. Ian Foster also on the coaching box during the final periods of the game. Well, I actually felt uh, quite calm, to be honest, because I felt that we they, they were they were doing a rep, a sort of a cut and paste attack, weren't they? They're doing the same sort of things. I thought we were we were really patient in how we defended it, um, but they're really efficient with it, and and it's hard to get that that little to get your nose and to try to try to win the ball and so we were we were hunting and searching for it all the time but they were they were good enough to keep us out but but in, in the meantime we didn't lose patience and and that's the pleasing part but um and, and we've discussed that as a group you know I thought between you know Scott McLeod and with Joe helping them on, on the defense side I think we've been just building our system really for today and about how we wanted to defend and you know, there'll be some areas we've got to get a little bit better, but we're making some strides in that space. So I, I, I was delighted. And, you know, clearly you know that you can one mistake and the game can go the other way at that point. But, um, you know, they were under as much pressure as us and, and we held tough. And let's just say, haven't been to a World Cup that you haven't had a game like that. You know, you go to the 2015, the semi-final against South Africa, we had to do exactly the same. So... That's what World Cups are about is games like this and you just got to roll your sleeves up and, and trust what you do. Now, if you saw Sam Kane's face in the tunnel, I saw it. Steve Devine, who was here with me, he saw it and we just went, oh, I hadn't seen Sam Kane look like that before, like steely determination. He was asked to comment on the All Blacks mentality. I think a lot of it comes back. Like we have an awesome week's prep with that. You take a, a lot of confidence. Like there was a real air of calmness, um, even on the bus uh, when we got to the changing rooms. Um, you know, when you're in a leadership role, you're sort of analysing that, thinking, hope, hopefully, that's a good thing. But um, yeah, as it turned out, I think we just had a. We know how we want to play. We know what we're about now, um, and it's it's been building up for a test match like this. For, and um, yeah, I th- don't think we we allowed ourselves to get rattled out there. Um, we were clear on, you know, when they scored, what we needed to do to fix it, um, and we're we're confident and that we were making inroads, uh, you know, when we held on to the ball. So, so many big moments in that test match, and the one I identified as I think the most important was Geordie's try-saving, got his body and legs under the ball, try-saver, Ian Foster's comments. Oh, look, I think, you know, they, they peeled away. They, they took a punt. You see that nowadays when you, when you go for the goal, you've got to be really clear. And, you know, I think Geordie had a role to do and he did that role really well. So, um, you know, it wasn't by chance. Um, but, you know, I thought it capped off a really strong game for him. You know, I think so. It, it was a big moment. I thought the other big moment, for me was when we were under a bit of pressure we had a defensive line out and scored 80 metres up the park and and I thought that was a big moment in that second half because that there's something about scoring long range tries that it can deflate a team and that got us out to eight points and to me that sort of set the platform of it so um, the nice thing for me is there's a nice little mix of some really good attacking stuff and some really courageous defensive stuff in that game so uh, plenty, to, plenty to work with and we'll need that. And of course, Sam Kane was asked about Peter Omani's comments about comparing him as, I can't quote it because it's swearing, um, a poor Richie McCaw, he said Sam Kane was. He was asked to comment on that. No, nah, no motivation from that. I think uh, 
look, we, we know they've got a few players uh, that like to get a bit, sort of try to get under your skin, I suppose, um, with tactics like that. And, you know, we went into the game knowing that they were going to be like that, but really focused, um, consciously focused on just sticking to our jobs and worrying about executing our stuff. Um, and, yeah, we didn't buy into it, I suppose. Text from Matt says, staff, a few pointers, so let's address them. Uh, anyone notice the huge forward pass Barnes missed in the 79th minute? Geez, I had 2007 deja vu. If I'm perfectly honest, I thought the pass to Adi Savia was forwarded, forward. Marginal, line, pass before the line, caught after the line, marginally. Um, but hey-ho. Uh, just before our first try, Sexton dropped his knees into Artie's back and then into Kane's chest. Totally missed it. Did you see Sexton mouthing off after the final whistle, calling one of the ABs a, a B-boy? Anyone who the, know that was named at? I'm thinking Coles. May have had a word. It was Rico Ioani that's been reported. Uh, Rico said something about four more years or something like that, and Johnny Sexton retorted. Do bear in mind... Um, Emotions are high when you've been eliminated from a, a Rugby World Cup. And there's a few texts saying that they lost a little bit of respect for Johnny Sexton because um, he basically said it didn't credit the All Blacks enough. I, I, I think he did, um, but the frustration levels would be high. And you do say some things in the heat of the moment that maybe you, you'd like to take back. Um, I'm not going to take away what a servant he's been for Ireland and the influence he's had on players around him. He also says shout out to Dalton. Uh, Papali, eight one-on-one tackles in the last three minutes when the All Blacks were out on their feet. He and Anton Leonard-Brown were magnificent. Couldn't agree more. Two guys that completely played the role that was asked of them, didn't shirk. Dalton Papali, he went on there and did everything that was asked of him. I thought he was brilliant. And it was only five minutes. But every single one of those eight tackles had to be made, and he made them. He made them. Absolutely brilliant from him. And Anton Leonard-Brown, the Naus as well. I'll borrow a text from yesterday, yesterday's rugby show, and they said it looks like Anton Leonard-Brown was always going to come on if we were leading and Damien McKenzie was going to come on if we were behind. Damien's the attacking um, elixir and Anton Leonard-Brown is the defensive yoo-hoo glue. And boy, did it work. Boy, did it work. Staff, both games were epic. Is it just me or is Sexton blaming us for them letting in soft tries? He said we got sucker punched. Not a fan of him at all. Such a whinger. This is one of the ones I'm talking about with Johnny Sexton. Um, Look, we'll take new sport and weather. We'll come back shortly. Rugby. It's the power of rugby, Huey Louie. Uh, not rugby, but how good was the string bean fullback for the Aussie women's league team? She was fantastic. I watched her in the NRL final. She is incredible. Watch a bit of women's league and you know what I'm talking about, Mark. I agree. I agree. Staff, both games were epic. Is it just me or Sexton? Oh, no, I've read that one. Uh, Staffy, uh, does Leicester get picked for the Argentina game? I hope he does get retained and Blackadder for Dalton. I don't... I don't see changes. I think the only changes would be Talia would come back for Leicester, potentially, and maybe Cam Roygaard uh, back on the bench for Finlay Christie, who they didn't utilise. Um, enough said about that. Uh, Staffy, did you play close attention to the last five minutes of the All Blacks game? Of those 37 phases, there was a massive sword pass, a neck roll on Rico, and the arty turnover that was not called by Wayne Barnes. Imagine if we had have lost with all those howlers. He was good for 75 minutes, but was very gun-shy in the last five, Nick P. I tell you what, I think Wayne Barnes and Ben O'Keefe in the last five minutes didn't want the whistle to decide the game. They wanted the, the teams to decide the game. Because as you know, at every breakdown, there's probably something penalisable, and they just wanted the teams to decide it for themselves. I think there was a bit of that, and I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. 
Both All Blacks and Box played their best games this weekend and were pushed to the edge. I hope they both make the final as it would be a game for the ages. Well done, Captain Kane. There shall be a few apologies in today for those who made very personal criticisms on the man. He was a leader of men and showed the way with Artie by his side. His men followed and so should we. Let's all get him behind and believe. Oh, New Zealand. 100% savvy. I saw Sam in the tunnel and wow. This, the, the determination on his face set the tone for me. A post-match panel on UK TV mentioned that the All Blacks appeared to have a ruthless determination about them where they didn't panic. They counteracted when scored on and they backed themselves. It was an amazing game. I couldn't see us win another World Cup after the shambolic way NZR has been acting but they've given themselves every opportunity now. Incredible game, mate. It sure was. And here's the thing. I truly believe this All Black team are doing it for themselves, they're doing it for their coaches, and they're doing it for us. And that's where it ends. Themselves, their families, their coaching staff, and the fan base. That's it. I truly believe that's what's motivating them. Is it against my patriarchy to this country to say Wayne Barnes did a great job with the whistle? (laughs) I think he did a great job. Staffy, wasn't that game amazing? We gave them a good old knick-knack paddy-whack and we didn't even give them a bone from James. Magnificent. We've got lots more texts. I'll tell you what we're going to do, though. We're going to take a quick break because yesterday I caught up with a former Māori All Black Hurricane, etc., etc., Shannon Paku, good rugby man. Uh, caught up with him straight after the game. We'll play that to you after this break. Now, yesterday on the Bunnings uh, Bunnings Trade Rugby Run, um, myself and Steve Devine are co-hosting that. We caught up with Shannon Paku, former Māori All Black, and asked him for his initial reaction. Oh, how good. How good. <laughs> Me and I have been dancing around the house. <laughs> Actually, through the whole time through the, through the match. So what we did, we set up my styles in the lounge. We had the kids on the mattress and I was on the couch. I got up and watched both games. And um, I couldn't handle it, eh? <laughs> and it, I, I generally don't get that excited you know, I, I, I normally contain it, but I was up making cups of tea and coffee and toast and screaming and yeah, how good. Give us a couple of keys to victory for you. Uh, oh, I think there, there were two areas that I've been pretty critical of um, of the All Blacks through the World Cup. One was defence. I just thought we were really passive. Um, we were getting skinned on the outside a lot and the contact area. And uh, I was really surprised. It was actually a really good ploy um, on their defence. I don't know if you, you both saw it the same way, but it was almost like they'd come up quick, then I'd, then I'd just hold and let them make their little wee back play. And that sort of just took the took the space out of the Irish attack. So I, I thought they were they were pretty bloody awesome there. And then um, the leaders, for me, like they all shared the load. You know, at, at different times, it looked like they came through with clutch plays or... Um, and they were just intense in that contact area, eh? Yeah, it was, it was lovely to watch. You talk about the leaders. Um, I don't like off the top of my head. I can't remember a better game from Sam Kane, and I think we saw why Ian Foster has stuck with Bodie Barrett at the back. Yep, yeah, completely right there. Like, I'm going to be honest here. I was, I'm a big Ethan Blackadder fan, and I thought the abrasiveness and you now up against the Irish. And what do I know? I'm just a Couch potato coach. <laughs> so I think I'll just stick to that role and let Fozzie do his thing. So, um, yeah, and, and you know what? A, a, another piece, another example there for, and, I, and, and I'm sure World Rugby watching this. How good was it to see two teams absolutely gassed and fatigued at the 84th minute? Mm. Like we've got to, we've got to create more opportunities for, for. Well, we've got to create a game where there's rules and regulations that create that, create more fatigue because that's going to open up more space and the NRL final was a, a perfect example of that but today was, yeah, don't know yeah. what you guys thought. Yeah, Pucks, um, Steve Devine here mate, I couldn't agree with you more, our game has to be entertainment, you know, it is considered entertainment for people to sit down and watch it we have to make it entertaining and Having two teams run the ball trying to score tries is, for me, is the only way we need to get to, we need to Remove some of the kicking. Make it stop making it so easy for halfbacks at the back of a ruck to take twenty minutes to decide to kick a ball away. You know, it's just it's it's a blithe on our game right now. When two teams get it right, decide they want to run the ball around. It's it's entertaining. Yeah, it really is. They, you know, the 
head off to the Irish. Like they've been amazing, and how how good has it been for the game? Um, and 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 couldn't agree anymore. Actually, Stevie, it's and and, and you'd know that. You, yeah, the back sort of you know how to waste twenty seconds at the back of a ruck, there, mate. Not me, mate. Never. You know? <laughs> Not you. You're all about the speed. Speed was your game, eh? Mate, uh, well, I, I look at the competition and who's left. And, um, you know, the Fijians The Fijians will play some rugby. The um, the French, they like to throw the ball around and play some rugby. And, um, you know, the Africans, not so much. So I'm, I'm really hoping for the French. For our game, I think, I think we need to see the French progress and we need to see the Fijians progress just so we get a... You know the Argentinians when when they decide to have a crack can be can be very good with the ball in hand as well. So and, and that's entertaining for us, right? I, I'd like to see they're the teams I'd like to see continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I agree with you there. Like, oh, I've got a lot of love for our South African friends. Um, and and I'll be I'll, again. I'll be really honest. I was a little bit nervous about um, the semi-finals being dominated by our northern friends. So I'm pretty happy uh, from a southern hemisphere perspective, but. Yeah, that's what we need. We need entertaining rugby. Uh, like you say, I, I hope, you know, my heart's saying Fiji, my head's saying England, but I just hope they throw the kitchen sink, sink at the English and just entertain the hell out of us. Um, Shannon Paku joining us. As an outside back, um, Lester Whaingonuku, what's your report card on his match today? Uh, he's got some obvious strengths. You know, he's, 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 he's obviously he's abrasive and he's tough. Um, he, 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 defensively, he does get lost, um, and that was always my worry coming into this game. Um, I, I, I think he does. He probably gets shifted out of the 23 for me, uh, moving into the semi-final. Mark Talia is still uh, physical enough, and, 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 and he's got that top-end speed as well, um, and, and probably just gets in there a little bit more for my liking uh, and amongst the play. So, you know, uh, hey, great and, and fantastic to see him um, get over for that first try, but, but I think looking forward to the RGs, uh, he would probably drop out of 23 for me and I'll keep Angel Leonard Brown in the, uh, on the reserves. I found it interesting that during the week Ian Foster rationalised picking Christie over Roy Gard because his defensive solidity. So if you needed a defensive halfback, it was when we had a four-point lead with 10 minutes to go. Didn't go to him. Do you think he would have if Aaron Smith hadn't had 10 minutes in the bin? Uh, I don't think he would have. Uh, Nuggie's a battler. He's going to go. He's going to give you effort for you know 84 minutes. That's essentially, I think, when the game ended. So I don't think he would have got on the field myself. Um, I think he just would have would have kept him out. Of here. Similar to, to Artie Savia. Like he's got the experience. Um, you know, he was still tackling his heart out. Uh, yes, he had had a break, but I, I don't think we would have. Um, okay, yeah, there was a bit of a head scratcher that one. Um, because Roy Gard's been so good, so they've obviously seen something that that, that uh, the average punter isn't. Um, yeah, it's uh, certainly a game of sorry. sorry, mate. It's certainly a game of millimeters, wasn't it? Like Aaron Smith took that intercept; yeah. he had to dive forward <laughs> to catch it. If he drops that, that's his second knockdown. That's a red card, you know. Yeah. And, and how how does that change in the blink yeah. of an eye? <laughs> yeah. oh, I think everyone's hearts were in their mouths at that stage, Stevie. You know, and he. <laughs> He doesn't have the longest legs, does he? So he has to stretch right out. Well, um, I can tell you, I can tell you, they're definitely shorter than mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What they they seem to have just built really nicely into this match. Like how how weird was it for an All Black team to be flying under the radar? Mm. Yeah, I've said to my Aussie my Aussie mates have been into me all week, and I've just said to them, you you know, you're a brave man to back against the All Blacks. You know, when when they're down and out, like you're a brave man to have a go at that. And a few of them agreed with me, but most didn't. And um, my phone's been pretty silent this morning, which has been nice. <laughs> um, how do you think um, we shape up against Argentina? You watched both games, Puck, so I can put it on you. What, yeah. did, did you see areas yeah. that Argentina, that South American passion will rise? They'll probably watch that game when they beat us last year a few times to rack themselves up. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think it's just going to come down to that first sort of twenty or thirty minutes and and and, and riding that riding that wave of passion. Um, but I didn't see enough. Like like it was a great game of rugby. I really enjoyed it, but it was nowhere near the intensity or, or the level that we saw in that Irish ABs game. So I, I think they'll go away. All Blacks will just be quietly confident now. 
Um, it doesn't seem like they have blown a gasket and have played their final. Like I said before, I think they're building up really nicely. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, we, we should be good, but you never know, Michael Checker, eh? He'll pull something out of that. He will. Shannon Paku, really appreciate you chatting to us on your Sunday, mate. Enjoy the rest of it. No problems, lad. Cheers, Pucks. Thank you. Cheers, buddy. There he is, Shannon Paku. He's a good man, isn't he? He's a great man. Right, let's get through some of your text messages. There's hundreds. Um, This one says, mate, some of those Irish players have run their mouths off. And as Artie said, we kept some receipts. Rico said, don't miss your plane home tomorrow. Apparently, Peter Omani was pretty dog on it too. He got the four more years chat. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Test Match Rugby, and there'll be some gobbing off at the end. Uh, Sexton continuous complaining of Barnes' calls shows how much he can't beat a team on merit and is always looking for bailout calls. Four more years, Johnny. Uh Wait, no more years. Yeah, because he's finished. He's finished. 38 years old. Steph, I thought Dalton in his five minutes on was immense. The stats say he has not missed a tackle the whole tournament and he's played in every game except Uruguay from Ken. Yeah, he was. Ken, he was absolutely brilliant. Fulfilled his role. Steffi, what a great game. Happy for the lads. Must have been some sore bodies after that game. I just had to hold my wife back from trying to jump on the TV and throttle Aaron Smith when he was box kicking in the half with only three minutes left. Grant, same. I was like, no! Uh, what do you think of the use of the HIA in today's game? South Africa taking the mickey. Or were those ordered by the independent doctor? Give them a 10-man bench. It did give them a 10-man bench. I think they were independently ordered, but they just keep. it was rolling subs from the South Africans. I agree. It's got to be an investigation. Those two lads, Roygaard and Talia, opened the door for two players through their own misdoings. We didn't lose anything with their replacements, so why should they come straight back in? It's a fair comment. I'll be interested to see who the team is this week. Uh, here's a message from James for Dean of Dunedin. Dean won't be happy. I'd say Ian Foster's got at least two more games to go and charge. What a shame. <laughs> Um, I've been a huge Sam Kane fan forever. I had so many calls and texts saying, go your man, Sam. I'm so glad he had a great game and he will get some love when he comes home. He sure will. Staffy, epic game and defence by the All Blacks. Kane and Savia, bloody awesome. Great win for the Mighty Magpies on Friday against Wellington. Score flattered the Lions at the end. Marshy, I thought Hawks Bay were amazing. Now, there's a little bit of breaking news, The and we will have this for you tomorrow on our headline hour. Um, Antoine Dupont in the press conference and the losing conference goes first he felt Ben O'Keefe didn't do a good job in fact Captain K has got because it was in French he's got the translation Captain K what did he say? Just to clarify I do not speak French yeah. at all comme si comme ça is about as far as I go but here was this quote it's hard to talk about these things because there's lots of disappointment and frustration we could have had some penalties at crucial moments his next quote I don't want to be a bad loser and moan about the refereeing but I don't think the refereeing was up to the level of what was at stake. It's not just one person. There are TMOs, assistant referees, and they have time to review images as the game is going on. So you say you don't want to uh, be a bad loser and moan about the refereeing, but that's exactly what you're doing. And Ninabar came out and in retaliation and said, um, he said something like, yep, yeah, we weren't happy with all of our calls, but by and large, I think he did a good job. And it was pointed, uh, remember when Fafta Klerk passed it straight into a French player who was sort of hunched over and threw it into the French player to try and win a penalty. And Ben O'Keefe said, from where you were standing and where Andre Pollard was, you weren't passing it to Pollard. You were passing it to earn a penalty. So I'm not awarding the penalty. We scrum. Right call. Yeah. And that was against... If he was pro-South Africa, he would have given the penalty then. He would have given the penalty then. Staffy, any news of Pablo is out of the cup or is he a chance to play this weekend? Not sure. Not sure. Huge turning point in the game, Geordie holding up over the line. Then Paddy knock-ons after the goal line dropout. Yes, I remember that. And remember I said I wouldn't let the Ramfurly Shield debacle from a couple of weeks ago go to bed? I'm chasing it. 
Apparently, the, I'm going to get sent the report of the independent review later this week. I've been in touch with NZR. I won't let it go away. I need to find out what happened. We're coming up to one o'clock. Still got lots to come. Very soon we've got Corey Jane coming up who called the All Blacks Test Match wonderful All Black himself. So let's chuck the lines open for a little while and I've seen you trying to get through in that first hour. We had a lot of ground to cover. 0800 150 straight to the phone. So we go. Jeff the Ref and Cromwell really interested on your take. I thought Ben O'Keefe and Wayne Barnes had wonderful games. Not so much Matthew Reynaud but uh, good to hear from you. Yeah, it's been a while, Staffy. <coughs> I had a bit of a sabbatical but back on here now. Um, yeah, and no, I'm still bloody like I've never been nervous. So nervous days leading out to this test, and you know I'm bloody proud of that effort and the result, of course. And I'm still actually I'm still <clears throat> pretty emotional about it. So I, still, well, I might struggle to give you a phone call actually, but I'm I'm going to do it. And I'm here now. So yeah, no, I was I was the All Blacks were calm under pressure, and so I was Wayne Barnes. You know you've got to have that experience, like the old heads in the All Blacks, and also Wayne Barnes, who's been around. Okay, he's, he's had the odd, the odd call, you know, he hasn't got right, and a bit like players, really, you know. Um, but he was calm under that last 15 minutes. I mean, how many test matches in the last 15 minutes where the referees decide who's going to win or lose, you know? So I thought Barnes, he allowed the teams to decide the outcome. You know, he allowed... allowed um, Contest at the breakdown, he played good advantage. Yeah, he didn't always get it right at the breakdown, but it's those 50-50 calls. Unless you have mm. a crack yourself as a referee, um, Baffy, you know. But, but yeah, the, geez, that was gutsy. And I was proud for Fozzie. I was one of the knockers of, you know, Kane. I was a, and put my hand up. I was a bit of a knocker too, mate, to be honest. But I'm proud for those guys and the team. And you know, how good was it? You know, I just... I've watched it three times, mate. You know, I've watched it. But that's how good it. That's how good it was. You know. Yeah. You know. Um. But then it's my thought. You know, there was. Yeah, just just things they I mean, they won the physicality, or they matched it. Uh, the the breakdown. You know, we talked to you about that over the last few months. I got to win that, but that bloody kick. You know, Aaron, those box kicks from Aaron. He needs a. Smitty needs a kick. Kick back to touch because that doesn't work, you know. Mm. Um, I'm pleased you enjoyed the match, mate. It was it was one for the ages, wasn't it? And uh, we're bloody lucky to all be here to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've watched a fair few, you know, getting up at three in the morning as a six-year-old with my grandfather. Was, you know, was t- on black and white TV, this is one of the most thrilling ones. And, uh, you know, they'll just have to... T- two, to, two more to go, two Staffy, two to go, mate. And well, you know, just just lucky we didn't have Piper refereeing the game because he, because when a referee goes off injured early, it can change the whole dynamics because mm. the, the guys on the sideline haven't got the same experience and they wouldn't perform under pressure generally. But like players, you know, they need that. So I was pleased we'll get Barnsley. We'll probably uh, South Africa and the All Blacks go into that final, hopefully. It'll be Wayne Barnes, you know, so I'm happy with that, mate. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Good man, Jeff. Good to hear from you, buddy. There's Jeff, yep. the ref from the great town of Cromwell. Uh, another great town, Dunedin. Dino, come on. Yeah, mate, how good for the four quarterfinal games? Absolutely brilliant. I've never witnessed World Cup rugby quarterfinals with that intensity of four games, one after the other. Mm. Now, four teams won, four teams lost. But, geez, you're the bob each way in every game. It could have easily been the other teams going the other way. So, very, very good. I think the scary thing for me and the scary thing for the tournament is the All Blacks are just getting better and better and better. England are yet to produce what we know they're capable of, so... I wouldn't write them off at all. Like I so want it to be a South Africa All Black final, as most of the listeners will want. But England, geez, they're capable. And the way that they just sat there calmly against a mighty gallant Fiji team and got in a field position to whack over a drop kick 
like bloody buying fish and chips. They know what they're doing. Like it's it's just the the top players really know how to just do the business when it matters. And then on to the refereeing. I'm not I'm not this happy, but I'm not happy. Like if there's infringements, I don't give a shit if it's the last minute of a World Cup quarterfinal. You gotta you're the judge. Like I'm sick of these referees being bloody lawyers, telling everyone what to do when they're actually there to be the judge and officiate. They're not a coach, so don't say don't touch that or get back off that. Just ping them, and that's getting to be a real bugbear of mine of the officiating. But yeah, Wayne Barnes, he was he's okay and he's experienced and he did a bloody good job. And it's a lot of pressure. Like I thought Ben O'Keefe, he. He sounded calm at the end of that game, and the guys I was watching with, he listened to them talking to them when they were all going crook. And that that game was messy, with arguing and the odd, you know, push Very and shove and niggly, Very niggly, niggly as hell. For that level of rugby, it was incredibly niggly. And whether that was just in four more years when Ben goes to the next World Cup, he's going to be a hell of a lot better for this experience. But I think, not unlucky for him, but. Well, without being disrespectful to Argentina, it's going to take a hell of an effort from them to get over this all-black team now. Like, I'd like, I'd actually like them to rest Adi Savic. I mean, we can't just can't afford him to get hurt. Like, he's just mm. that good. It's unbelievable. And Sam, yes, like his defence, his tackling. I've never debated his tackling. Never ever debated his tackling. I, some of the decisions though to bring on two props when you've just lost your hooker. For a five metre line out, I'm thinking, what? Who would make that call? But we did, and it was it was a bit costly. And I don't really know why Damien wasn't given 20 minutes. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that they've got that selection 100% right. Like I reckon Bodie could come off the bench and finish a game. A lot of the other teams have the experienced guy finishing. I think Damien sort of wasted. He's got so much to offer, and I just hope like how they leave seven eleven on their left wing. Yeah, I think. Um, thanks for your call, Dean. I think. Um, I think I mentioned it earlier in the hour that Damien was there if we needed some razzle dazzle. That was a game that didn't need razzle dazzle at the end. It just needed a little bit of um, surety, and that's why he didn't get on. It's not a slot. It's not a blight on him. I don't think. Um, but we move on. Good call. Thank you, uh, Irish John in. The host of the MPC final, Taranaki. G'day, John. Hey, that's for sure. We're all ready here for it. <laughs> Roll on, Friday. I, 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 I feel sorry for the barman on that, this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be laughing. He'll be laughing. He'll be lapping oh, it up. It'll be, it'll be special, yeah. Um, Keith, I actually, yeah, I have to watch that match again. The, it, well, I think I'll have to watch all four. It was... Like it's that's what we want to see. It's fantastic stuff. And uh, but the rest, Barnsley and O'Keefe had, like he did what he had to do, and he controlled them. I thought but O'Keefe had a really fine match, really. Well, and you can't what... like no matter. To be honest, now um, uh, straight up, um, no matter Irish fans were all black, French, uh, RGs, you the referee. You should take the referee out. In all fairness, the, play the game, the ball, and just. Keep the referees out if you can, and like even the French player at the end having an interview, you shouldn't be. It, it, the game is over. You you play the whole lot in the pitch, the paddock, and get on with it. Mm. Take the referees out, and talking about games in an interview afterwards is a bit. And then just, yeah, just get on with the match. Really, I'm it's with over. you. I'm with you, John. I'm with you. Uh, do you reckon, Steph, Just a quick question: Would the would that try saving tassel from Jordy? Would that that's the winning? Would that have won the would uh, that'll be the winning of the match, would it? Oh, for me, it's a sporting moment of the year for me so far. That 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 just changes incredible. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, mighty, mm. unbelievable. That's fantastic. Have a good one. You too, buddy. You too. Uh, we'll take one more before the break, and after the break, we'll be talking to Corey Jane, former All Black himself. Um, interested to get his take on the back three as well because he was part of that incredible redefining back three when the World Cup was here, wasn't he? Uh, Joey in Auckland. G'day, Joey. Yeah, you go, Steph. Uh, what, I, I just, what I love about two of the Irish, uh, the Irish fans, they're, they're so gracious. Well, they're like us, aren't they? You know, I mean, yeah. it was pretty hard 
you know, for us to, I mean, we won, but um, it does it does hurt me a little bit for them, you know, because um, I thought this is a big chance of maybe if they'd beaten us, I think they would have gone all the way. Um, and now they've got to wait another four years, and they're, they're just they're just lovely people like us. But, but you know, someone's got to win. Um, with Mark Talia, I wouldn't play him again. Um, I don't care what you know how things are. He's done something out of protocol that he shouldn't have had. And you know, um, to me, you 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 get a you know you, you get what you've, you've been given. And um, yes, if they do go on and win the the final, uh, if they can get to the final and they win it. He still gets a, um, a you know winner's winner's medal, but that might be his punishment. Maybe it's a bit harsh because we don't know. We're not inside and know exactly what happened. But I don't think he was just ten minutes late coming back, was he? No. What, you know they say stash, you know, um, or I don't know. Or don't, don't play him in the semi-final, or I, I don't know. You know, what do you think? I mean, it's a harsh call. Depends what he's done. We don't know that, so that makes it a little bit. Harsh on the guy, but protocol's protocol, mate. You know, um, you know, what do you think? Yeah, look, I probably know a bit more about what happened than what I'm allowed to say. But um, I spoke to some players who've been All Blacks about this break of protocol because I aligned it to it's a bit like a sixth former not handing in a school project on time, so he gets his attention. That's sort of how I viewed it. But it's not. It's about setting standards, and it's as much about. St- sitting the player down for punishment but it's what the rest of the team and how they react to going this is serious stuff so that's why he was sat down because if he was allowed to do what he did and then start playing the rest of the team going well why have we got these rules so that's the reason it was enforced part of me thinks he might get back in part of me thinks he won't but I I don't really know if they want him to be involved in the final in a fortnight's time he's got to play this week if he's not going to be involved in the final fortnight's time he won't um I think that's. I don't think he'd have three weeks of no games and then be expected to line up in the World Cup final. So very close watch on whether he gets picked this week or not. Yeah, well, exactly, Staff. And also, just before I go, what about the cricket? What about the, oh, no? Uh, get, I mean, you know, that's um, that's just unbelievable. Well, just sorry, Staff. Just before I go, what a great, fantastic comeback story. Um, was with um, Michael Henry. Incredible, isn't it? Michael Henry won a golf. Oh, unbelievable, Steph. And I, I hope it gets a little bit more kudos on the radio than um, what it has done because that is a fantastic story for what that guy's gone through and going through. Unbelievable. And I take my hat off to him. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago. If you want to go and search out the chat, it was quite a an absorbing, somewhat emotional chat with him a couple of weeks ago when he was playing on the Charles Tour event in Tauranga. So, just incredible to think he's gone and won a tour, uh, an event down there. Just brilliant, Joey. Um, just before I go, get the mighty turbos. Steph, go the mighty ABs and go the mighty. There he is, Joey, with the signature sign-off. We're going to catch up with Corey Jane after this break.